Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Dee, and I'm so, so glad that you're here. Today, I have my incredible friend, Ella Days, on the show. If you have listened to the podcast for a while, you'll know I have had Ella on quite a few times now. She normally provides us with all of the Instagram updates. Well, because she is what I call the Instagram queen, she is the Instagram guru that I follow anyway, and I've had the pleasure to work with in the past. She helps businesses with strategies to grow organically online with management, one-on-one coaching courses, content creation, all of the things. She's just absolutely amazing. If you haven't gotten around her content or her page before, you better hop on down to the show notes and give her a follow. So we are going to cover all the Instagram updates for sure, but also we're just going to deep dive into a friendly chat, organic conversation about all things, what it's like to prepare for maternity leave or even just leave in general as a business owner. Ella is incredible in the four years she's been in business with her partner with her husband they have been able to scale and create this business that is going to allow her to comfortably go on maternity leave whilst continuing to run itself what a dream but we also know that that is not the case for everybody so something like a social media manager or someone to help you or you know jump on your team is probably something that is going to be really helpful for you to think about. So we're going to chat to Ella about her journey, about her story, about her experience. And also I'll share a little bit about mine because it looks very, very different to Ella's, but we're both going on maternity leave next year, her a little bit sooner than me. So I'm really excited to dive into this conversation, make sure you get amongst Ella's energy on social media, on Instagram, give her a follow, say hello. As usual, let me know what you think of the episode. I have decided that I'm going to take this two week little break to end the season. So this will be the final episode for the season and I will be back in your ears in January. So until then, Merry Christmas. I hope you have a happy new year, whatever it is that you are doing take care of yourself, take care of your soul, take care of your energy. If you are wanting to inquire about coaching, I do still have a few spaces available before I go on maternity leave in April. So just reach out in my DMs and we can have a chat about that. I do still have my December special as well, which is 50% offline, off, not offline, 50% off 
a um, four-week healing package, which is perfect for anyone that's wanting to go into 2023 intentional and having healed some trauma and emotional blocks with me. But anyways, let's not wait any further. Let's dive into today's episode with Ella. Hello, beautiful friend. I've got Ella on the show today. I'm so excited. All friends catching up. We just caught up on your podcast like last week and now you're mine. Yeah. How fun. <laughs> Yay. I love how we can just swap podcasts. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I love having Ella on the show frequently because like you've heard me say this before, super cheesy, but like she, when people ask me like, who do you go to for like Instagram things or social media tips? I'm like, it's the queen of Instagram. It's Ella. It's always Ella. So because Instagram is changing all the time, we got to keep up as business owners, as content creators. Um, so why not have Ella on the show frequently and ask her all the things, all the Instagram things. So I think we're going to start the conversation there. And then we're going to chat a little bit about, because we're both in like a very similar phase. So Ella's a little bit further along in her pregnancy, but we're both business owners. We're both the faces of our brand and business. We both very much work in our own businesses. So we wanted to chat and have like an honest conversation about what it means to prepare for taking this time off, for having time off for like quote unquote maternity leave, even though you know, our business doesn't necessarily pay us the maternity leave. How do we plan to take that time off for when we have a baby and the kind of the ins and outs and that I want mm-hmm. Ella to share her tips with us with social media planning, but also yeah. just have a real conversation about it because it's quite challenging when you work for yourself. There's It's overwhelming to think about. Oh, my gosh. And just the process of applying my business to then because I'm I'm a company and we've had to register for parental leave and it Mm -hmm. is such a hard process and I was getting Bart to read the questions I was like am I just dumb I don't know these questions these questions are so hard and they are these long-winded questions it's like I will not be doing this it's like why do you have to reverse the questions? Why can't they just be black and white? Why It's like a mind game. I think, honestly, like it's probably designed to be hard so that you don't, so you don't yeah. apply for it. I just, that's what my friends and my friends and accountant, my bestie's an accountant, she said, definitely, you know, make sure that if you are a business owner, you probably are eligible to to have some uh, parental leave, like the parental leave that everybody else has. And a lot of business owners don't know that. And the interesting thing is you don't necessarily have to be even turning over profit. So if you're like in the growth phase of your business, but you've been working in it for one to two oh, years, good. you can still apply for it. So I don't know. I'm, I am registered as a company, but I don't operate in my company yet, if that makes sense. I did that. And then this year I've still continued to operate like a sole trader as things changed. But um, yeah, I'm, I booked that in for January for myself because you've got to do it within that three month window. Yeah. 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 So it will be interesting to do that process just like as a business owner as well. I may need to take. Text you some be warned. Yeah. <laughs> be warned. It takes a while. It took me like a good couple of days. I had to do it in chunks yeah. because some of the questions I had to keep emailing my accountant, be like, and now I have this question. And then he'd reply with the answer. And then I'd yeah. go to the next one and I'm like, now I have this one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they don't like, make it easy. Oh. 
No. Nothing for business owners is easy. Like applying for grants. My husband's a bricklayer. Applying for grants, all the things that you, you have to like, you have to, there's a lot of loops and, and lots of like portals and things like that. So anywho, we get that. But just so you know, if you're a business owner and you're planning on going on maternity leave, this is an option for you. But I also, I think that what we talk about, speak about today can also be applied to annual leave. Like if you're going to plan a trip overseas for a couple of months and you're really wanting to take that break, I think what we're speaking about today is also going to apply somewhat to taking any time off from your business because that can be an yeah. overwhelming thing to think about. Um, but before we go there, maybe perhaps we'll chat about anything that is worth chatting about in the Instagram world. I know when I first said to Ella before we click record, like, are there any like updates? And she was like, oh my God, there are so many. I was like, all right, yeah. tell me the ones you're most excited about. Because I like to have a positive conversation about social media yeah. so you don't leave feeling like a Debbie Downer. Overwhelmed. Yeah, or overwhelmed. Yeah. yeah. What are you excited about in Instagram? Yeah. So I think the biggest thing I'm excited about is that you can now schedule within the platform. And that is rolling out. So a few people have it. A few people, like, I know that they're testing it out. But Morrissey, Mar- I can never say his name. Um he said the other week that it's launched. So I imagine it will be one of those slow release things uh-huh. where uh-huh. you'll start to get it shortly. And I, I had all of my fingers crossed that we'd get it for Christmas and that New Year break because that way you can schedule reels within Instagram with uh-huh. the music, with the captions, with everything, with your cover and how amazing would that be for exactly what we're talking about, taking some time off? Yes, 100%. To go. Even so like good. when you create reels and just saving them in your drafts, you always have that little anxiety hanging over you, like, are they going to stay there? <laughs> Can yeah. I keep them there and <laughs> for how long? <laughs> and then often you forget about them as well. Yeah. Like you have them all there and how many of you have heaps of drafts ready to go, but yet you don't post them? Yeah. Hundred percent. That is such a great update, and it kind of removes the need for spending extra money on separate apps. I imagine Mm -hmm. as well, like where you, yeah. I wonder how. I wonder how all those apps are feeling. (laughs) Like all the ones we generally like to use for scheduling. Be interesting. They're going to have to up their game with like you know extra exciting features. I guess. Yeah, I wonder if Instagram will create some sort of scheduling tool like that because mm-hmm. it's all well and good to have it within the app scheduled, but you won't be able to visually see how it looks. And yes. for some businesses, that's fine, but for other businesses, aesthetics are still important and you still yes. want that brand consistency. Um, and I personally, I'm someone that just works in that way. Like I really like to see it visually. I want to see how it's going to look. Yeah. Um Maybe not so much for my own account at the moment, just because I feel like everything I do is on brand. So like yeah. every graphic, all my photos, it's just it it's, it's just going to flow. Yeah. Uh, but for a lot of people that I coach, it's just so much easier to mm-hmm. load everything in. Be like, right, my whole month's worth of content. I know how that's going to look. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we can schedule, but we can't quite see what like visually what it's going to look like just yet on your feed, like some of the other apps offer, but it could be something that might be, you know, brought out after. You never, ever know. What else? What is another exciting we update? Have, we have notes. Uh-huh. So that's a good one. What's um, notes? 
notes are like your little MSN updates, like your status updates. So when you go into the DMs. Oh, yes. At the top. Yeah, know exactly what you're talking about. That yeah. was wrong. And I was like, what is this? What are all the yeah. notifications in my DMs? And sometimes I still play, like when I'm in the DMs, I still click on the little plusy thing to like add my story. And then I'm like, oh, wait, this is the wrong section. Go back. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really like it because it's like mm. a new way to start a conversation yes. with people. Mm. And, um, you know, people will go in there into your DMs to to check what conversations you're having, but also it's just a really nice way. Like if you're having a promo, definitely do that. Yes. But it's it's a fun way to pop in questions or rec- like you want some recommendations or something like yeah. that. Like it's just a nice little way to start conversations yeah. without being in people's faces. Yeah, another way to welcome people into your DMs. Yeah, I love that. Anything that makes conversation easier for business owners on social media is great because mm. yeah. <laughs> I think that's the biggest and like the awkwardest part right is how do we spark a conversation with the yeah. with the right with the right people I tried that out on my Black Friday sales I did actually have a few questions come through which was cool mm. um so yeah definitely a fan of that one yeah and I feel like it's bringing a little bit more nostalgia back into social media because it's very like msn vibes and then the the other update is adding music to your photos which i feel like is very myspacey yes if you ever used myspace yeah so i was just about to say this is why i probably didn't pick up on what you were saying earlier because when i was younger and i was like a teenager i actually was not allowed to use msn on myspace so whenever i was using it i was like the the kid that was like i don't have a dad just let me yeah I wasn't allowed anything social media prior to yeah Facebook happening and that's probably why like I really did start using social media literally when I started my business I think mm-hmm. no, I was using it kind of just more of a, like a stalker account when I got pregnant yeah <laughs> and I mean like I would just look at people but I didn't really post anything I'd, I'd observe Instagram content I'd watch Instagram consume is the right word but mm. I never actually created anything. So you're never, you're never too old to learn. You're never too old oh, to learn. Yeah. Absolutely not. Some of my coaching clients are yeah. well into their 60s starting businesses, which is incredible. Oh, that's like, so amazing. Why not? I love that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Anything else? I think we had um, cover two. We'll do one more. So that was, we've got scheduling reels, notes, adding music. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my gosh. Do you use Be Real? I don't no. use it. No. I'm like, not another social media app. Like, And that it doesn't doesn't really resonate with me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, because I don't like having notifications on. I don't like someone telling me that I have to yeah. do a podcast. Yeah, I get scared like, when there's a new social media app that comes out. Remember the podcasting one that came out? I don't know if it's still um yeah old clubhouse clubhouse it gives me anxiety I'm like oh my god is this something else I need to learn and (laughs) I mean that was good because we were all in lockdown so everyone had sort of a bit more time to just like be on their phones and be on that but as soon as everything started opening up it's like no I don't have time for that (laughs) yeah no definitely something I don't know if he's launched it everywhere I know that he today in fact he posted that he's testing it out in a few countries so I'm sure it will come soon but he's he's calling it candid stories 
So this is the new update, Candid Stories, which okay. is essentially Be Real, where you have your front camera, your back camera, and you post in that moment what it is that you're doing. And okay. anyone that uses that feature will go into the Candid Stories little circle so how it will work is at the top where you have all your stories Mm -hmm. there'll be a little icon that will be different that will be called candid stories and everyone that has posted that you follow will all be in that little one section okay what's the intention of this update though like what's i don't get be real what is is it like to show the behind the scenes or i guess it's to show more this is what i'm doing in the moment oh radio right now yeah but I feel like it can still be very much like you choose what to post, right? You mm-hmm, choose what to mm-hmm. share or not to share, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but because it's essentially because that there is an app dedicated to that. TikTok are doing it now as well. And TikTok, mm-hmm. the only way you can see what other people have posted is for you to post. Mm-hmm. Um. So I don't know if Instagram will, will do the same, but yeah. Candid stories. <laughs> stories it's like it's like making everyday people feel like celebrities like we're getting caught in random candid moments of our lives <laughs> fun yeah. oh, candid. <laughs> so candid but also planned planned also planned, planned fully scheduled <laughs> strategic planned candid moments <laughs> yeah exactly oh my god I love it okay okay cool I mean all fun all fun little updates so mm. nothing to whinge about. They were all great. Mm. Okay. We can move mm. on and feel really excited to continue using Instagram. They are. Yeah. Very I fun. And really it's, fun. it's not like when Reels came out, we have to learn how to do this new thing in yeah. order to do well. Yeah. Like, you, you can choose to use it or not. Yeah. Love it. I have really taken a very no rules approach with Instagram lately. Like mm. with my real, and it's just made everything so much easier like just creating content, sometimes just removing all the rules, thinking about what's fun and what feels aligned with your business and like how you want to share your message and then coming back to some of these like tips and tricks and utilizing the different tools a social media platform has to optimize is great. So if you if you ever feel like you're getting lost in like the tech side of things, in the strategic side of things of social media apps, just go back to like how do you just want to share your message what would feel fun for you and then kind of bring in the tools after like reconnect back with what's fun for you for me I've been just creating a lot of like because I've been a little bit strapped for time in the last few months um a lot of like post coaching sessions any aha moments any like things that I just like a message that I want to share I'll literally just speak to the camera and pop that in a reel pop like a trending like music behind it that feels like fun or feels like it makes sense with what I'm saying and that's it I'll just pop pop that out like that's literally been my rules for the last few months um I do want to go back to just being a little bit more creative with them but just have fun on social media don't take it too seriously but also um if you're a business owner focus on that first and then go back and look at some of the strategy around it as well and some of the tools so good all right let's talk about planning for maternity leave or aka if you if you're not currently pregnant I don't want you to feel left out you might be taking some time off and maybe you finally want to go on a really nice holiday next year you deserve it if especially if you're running a business so have you done any hang on 
wait, first, you drew in Feb. Is that right? After That's right. right. Yeah. So have you personally done any planning, any content creating in advance already for that time? And have you thought about how much time you might want to take off from your business, et cetera, or what that's going to look like? Yes. So in terms of content planning, I've done it for my podcast and for my newsletters. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the girls on my team, she writes all my newsletters for me. So we pretty much planned out the entire year for next year with just topics, but of course, with flexibility for updates, changes, new things, trends, things like Mm -hmm. that. Um, But we went through and we planned out the next 12 months of newsletters. So that is done. And she she has made it her mission to get me all of January's. She's pretty much done it already. She sent me all of January's newsletters um, the other day and she's going to try and batch create as many so that I can review them. I can have a quick read, but... I have complete trust in her. She's, she's, she just, That's she's amazing. gotten my voice down really, really yeah. well. Um, And then I've been batch creating my podcasts. So mm-hmm. they're the two things that I feel like I can batch create ahead of time. I also find it str- like I struggle to batch create a whole lot of content. Like I do have lots of reels done and ready and I'll probably when I'm on my break, because uh, I have a two-week, we're, we're close for two weeks of a Christmas, New Year anyway, mm-hmm. um, I'll probably batch create a whole lot of reels then as well um, because I have very clear goals on what we still want to achieve mm-hmm. in the business while I'm not in it. But I, f- I was having this conversation with Bart yesterday or the day before where I'm f- like just reflecting on the last four years in business. So this was I'm coming into my fourth year and um I've gotten to a point where I can easily step out and it will just run yeah Yeah. and one of my goals for business was it I was last year or the year before was to work less and earn more or earn the same so this year or 2022 I've definitely worked a lot less (laughs) like a lot, lot less. Yeah. And we, we're still 10% up on last year, which is amazing. That is amazing. Let's. I want to hone into that though because if you are new in business, that may be an unrealistic expectation in your first few years. So let's bring some like, uh, I guess, clarity around that. First of all, how long for, for listeners that haven't heard from Ella on the podcast before and then you to Ella's world how long have you been in business for so be four years four years okay and yeah how long do you think it took and what were some of like the key I guess elements or pieces of the puzzle that you had to piece together in order to create this kind of business where you could step out of the business and essentially not be in it all the time so when I first started, of course, I was doing everything. So I was managing clients. I had about 15 clients that I was managing myself. Yeah. Um, plus everything else in your business. I was doing my newsletters, doing my podcasts, I was doing all the marketing, all the admin, everything. Yeah. And the first thing I did was hire a VA mm-hmm. just to be able to outsource a lot of those tasks. And then I brought on my first team member to help manage clients as well. Yeah. So um, my goal for 2022 
was to let go of the management clients and purely focus on coaching, group coaching and programs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for the for 2022, I still had one client just because I they're very, very dear to my heart. Yeah. And I just love doing all of their content. So that was that was like a, a choice. It wasn't that I had to, but mm-hmm. because I just obsessed and she's one of my first clients as well. So she's worked with me for almost four years. Yeah. Um, so I did just a couple of weeks, like a week ago, just hand them over to one of the girls on the team. Yeah. And it was so, it's like, I had so much anxiety around letting that go, um, yeah. but she's, she's doing a great job. Like I just told her, just do it exactly how I'm doing it. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> much just be me <laughs> and you'll be fine. Me. <laughs> um, but the way that I've been able to do this is to have that rep- like, the revenue coming in monthly as my baseline revenue. Yeah. So I'll have retainer clients on monthly retainers mm-hmm. and they'll either be on six month or 12 month contracts. So I can um, do really clear forecasting. <laughs> yes. Um, but also I know how many clients we need, how many people on the team we need to fac- facilitate these clients. And then if the girls are like, I want more hours, I want, I want to do more how can we build that up as well? So um, we do have different incentives for the girls or commission structures and things like that so that if they do bring us new people, it benefits us as the business but also them because they want more work. So we've gotten to a place where just the management clients alone sustain the business without me having to do anything. And then anything on top where I do coaching and programs because that's just me and my investment, it's all 100% profit, right? Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That is such a beautiful, like when you're thinking about scalable business models, that's such a beautiful, like what am I, the example of that, right? But it took a while and it takes a while to be, for me it sounds like you have a team that's really excited about your company, which just Mm -hmm. goes a lot. Like there's so much of this conversation that we probably won't, go into today but there's leadership there's engagement there's people that are genuinely excited to be in your team and build your business with you and you like people that you actually trust as well to to really care about your baby as much as you do so that you can focus on your other baby which is super exciting um so i yeah i just wanted to like open that up a little bit and so that people have this like real perspective of all of the work that goes into that that it doesn't happen overnight for me like my journey has been really really different um I had probably more of a team of like three people not it was it last year or the year before no it was last year then I did this year and this year I actually decided to scale back a lot because our family values and things that I needed to focus on really changed so like it is okay for you. I think that for a lot of like the clients that I work have worked with in business, it's always like this all or nothing approach and growth has to look a certain way. So if you're listening to this right now and go, Oh, well I'm pregnant, but I don't have a team. I'm in that space right now. I actually have just one virtual assistant and basically she helps me really with the podcast shout out to Chelsea. Um, And I've worked with her before as a virtual assistant for other things. And I believe she was one of your 
um, students at one point as well, um, Ella from The Little Hello, but she's amazing. And I love Chelsea work. so much. Yeah, she's grown a lot as well, and she's just an incredible VA. Um, so if you're mm. looking for one, I don't know, honestly, if she has capacity because she's got a little one as well. But she started yeah. hiring a team, which is really yeah. exciting. So and she'd be amazing to speak to about this as well because she's Bye. just gone through it. She's on the other end. Yeah, and her team is one other person. So for me, like I've got Chelsea. And I didn't, the way that I kind of visualized building team and scaling my business didn't work out the way that I had planned. And that's okay. My timeline went differently. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you go, oh my God, I'm failing. My business isn't working. My business is actually like when I look at my life and how my days flow and our income as a family and how I contribute to that is beautiful. Like it's perfect exactly for where we're at. Bigger doesn't always necessarily mean better. You just have to look at your life, look at where you are at. And if you're having a baby in the midst of building team or it's not working out or maybe the business still does need you, it's okay to take a breath, reach out to me in the DMs. (laughs) Um, I'll talk you through some of like, you know, my processes around this and how I'm kind of managing um, anxiety or overwhelm perhaps around Or even like there can be sabotaging thoughts. Or like, I'm going to go on maternity leave. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to be on social media or in my business. So what's the point, right? You can really have that mindset. It's really important that you don't and you really maintain like and stay connected to your mission and the purpose of your brand. Your brand can still exist even if you have to take a step away from physically being in your business. So yeah, two very different like, and I've been in business for three years. So a little less than you, or is it three years or maybe two, two and a half? I don't know. It feels like 10 years, but it probably yeah. seems like. They all like blur in, into one. Yeah, I think it'll be three when I have the baby, actually. So just over two years. So, but time is just such an illusion. Just keep staying connected to what you're passionate about doing. Keep moving forward as much as you can. Keep creating as much as you can. It's okay if you evolve and change, um, but how, like, obviously our goals. So for women listening in that are planning to have babies sometime in the future, I would like to, ideally that would be a really great way to scale. And I know that you have courses and programs around this as well. Social, is it social CEO? That would be really yeah. great. Yeah. That yeah. kind of create, it helps you create that more passive and like build the systems for a scalable business model behind the scenes. Yeah. Because so all of all the goals that you have in your business like it's hard to achieve them if you don't have the right systems and processes in 100%. place. Yeah, 100%. Love this. Okay, mm. so you're in a great space. You're probably feeling really excited and feeling really, really good. Um, is there anything that still feels like overwhelming for you? Some it, like there's things still, that you're yeah. Yeah, there's still so much uncertainty, right? Yeah. Just because we have like amazing clients and we have a client baseline and we have an amazing team. It doesn't mean that clients could leave or team members could leave or something Mm -hmm. can happen. Like there's still so much uncertainty that will lie ahead and finding the right team members as well. That's, that's, that's a big process. It's not like we were like, we just found the right team straight away. We've been through a few different people and it's, it's a struggle 
We've had one, I've had one of my girls with me for three and a half years. So from pretty much from the beginning and she is incredible and she's on the right, writes my newsletters and she's like, I have so much trust in her. Um, and then the other two girls on the team, they're a little bit newer. Like they've been with yeah. me probably since April or May. But then in saying that, like you go through ebbs and flows, you go through losing team members and then it's the end of the world or you go through losing clients, yeah. it's the end of the world. Um, but if you look at it, if you really, really zoom out and look at the overall process, you can see the growth. But month yes. to month, it definitely goes up and down. So I've definitely had those struggles, especially in the beginning. Finding the right support is really hard. How do you, what are some mindset tools or things that you do to kind of maintain your sanity, your inner peace, your personal power in business, knowing that, you know, there are so many ups and downs. I think that a lot of like what I experienced when I grew my team and then decided to scale down, it it is a lot. Like I had to process a lot of that energetically. It was why I'm not going to say traumatizing, but in ways it was very dysregulating. Like it created a lot of stress. And then I was like, I don't want to do this. And I do absolutely want to do this again. Um, just not in this season of my life. Like mm-hmm. there's just too much motherhood in my season right now that requires a lot of my nervous system. Yeah. <laughs> but well, like, yeah, what are your tips? How do you manage staying kind of neutral and taking a deep breath when things are very unknown? And, like, I don't know, have you, do you know how many months or what you're planning or how long you're taking to plan? Mm. What, hang on, that didn't make sense. How long you're planning <laughs> to take off yeah. for maternity leave? Have you thought about that? The length of time I'm unsure about. I know yeah. that I will probably slowly start to come back in May. Yeah. Like, but not not at my full capacity. So yes. I'm taking off from February. Um, I just have this feeling like she'll come end of Jan, early Feb. I have this yeah. feeling. Um, and I've told all my clients, all my all our management clients, that they're going to be so well supported. Like they have their person and then they have, I, I have a team manager as well. So that person will then support my clients so they they feel I think they mostly feel confident (laughs) there's been one or two that are a little bit apprehensive but I feel like that's that's to be expected and um from May I'll I'll start to come back but I, I just feel like I'm in this such a habit of you know I wake up I check my emails I wake up like I'm not someone that wakes up and meditates and does all these things in the morning mm. I do that later in the day because I feel like otherwise I'll go back to sleep I I, yeah, I might I not I might I might not necessarily reply to all my emails in the morning yeah. but I'm someone that you know I'll check in in the team I'll check in my emails so it's going to be quite hard for me to completely let go of that and um even in my first trimester when I was so unwell. I couldn't look at my phone. Mm-hmm. Like there were still certain pockets of the day where I would jump in and check and just see how things are. Um, so I feel like I, like I'll slowly be able to come come back to doing that. And I've just I've told everyone that there's so much unknown. So I don't know. She might be yeah. an amazing baby that sleeps and 
I can work a little bit more because I, I have so many discovery calls with women on maternity leave and they're like, I have this business idea that I'm starting and I need coaching and I need help. And because their baby facilitates that, you know, they, yeah. they can, yeah. but then there are other babies that require a lot more attention. So I've just really gone with my intention for 22, 2022 of surrender to surrender to whatever she needs yeah that I think that was exactly the mindset like hack that I wanted to I guess hear from you because surrender is one of those things that people know they need to learn to do but struggle Mm. to do so going Mm. into the season of so much unknown because you're right um baby's different but also you could be different people Mm -hmm. women often underestimate with their first baby how much they change like it is and you can't explain it like there's no words like I've had two kids they both changed me twice but the first child you're just never going to be the same again and that is both scary and beautiful it's more beautiful if you can learn to surrender right but it's scarier if you are scared of that change within yourself because sometimes we have like I had all these expectations of maternity leave like oh yeah I'm gonna go for walks and like I'm gonna have coffee with friends and I'm gonna feel like doing this but I felt completely different not to say that I didn't want to see my friends or I didn't want to but just the whole experience of it just shifts every cell of your body I think it's called mattresses yeah matrescence yeah there's like a word for the change on a, yeah. like a cellular energetic level that women go through and you actually don't know who you're going to be, what you're mm. going to feel like doing, what you're going to feel like you're going to connect with. And that is, like, even for me this time, it's been a while, it's like three and a half years, even I'm like, what am I going to feel like? Who am I going to be? Who am I going <laughs> to yeah. be? What am I going to want to, like, what am I going to want to do? So when I I set up some time to set intentions this Friday, like tomorrow, um, whilst we're recording this, like tomorrow I've got a full day for myself of connecting with my future self with what I want with my but I'm still literally not gonna know like I'm gonna do my best but I'm still gonna know so how what are your tips for surrendering like what's helped you are there any books are there any resources are there any mantras or something that just helps you actually work with the flow of life and not feel so anxious about the future and what's coming because in business and motherhood there are just so many unknowns I think the biggest one, and it might be, it sounds so simple, is just breathing. Yeah. Breath work literally changed my life last year, mm-hmm. all through this year. And I just had an amazing chat with Nicola Lay, who's like one of the top breath workers in Australia, who works with mothers, works with um, women who are expecting, but also beyond that. And um, she just talks about the energy of your breath during labor, but also post labor and how effective it is not just to calm you, but to calm your baby Um, and how effective it it is for the father as well when he feels helpless because he can't breastfeed, but the baby's being fussy, how to calm them by calming yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, I was listening to a podcast as well where Steph Claire Smith was talking about this. Yeah. And how like when you react to your baby or to your toddler and how different it would be if when they're really annoying you that you just take 
a few deep breaths where they will then take that to the playground where someone is annoying I literally them. listened to that this morning. Is that the kid right? pod? Was it yeah. the kid pod? Yes, yeah, such a good funny. I listened to that. She had Dr. Go- Golly. Dr. Yeah. Go- was it Golly? Yeah, he was Such awesome. a good one. Yeah, But I've so also true. been listening to the book I Wish My Parents Read, mm-hmm. um, which she talks exactly about this the same sort of stuff like mm-hmm. just being able to regulate your emotions and it can be hard because i i can assume that your children like your partner will be the most triggering things in your life right right it literally this is like literally the work like in the life coaching space that i've become so passionate about and focus on with clients at the moment i've really like fallen in love with this niche in emotional wellness for women and and cultivating emotional intelligence because it's something that I've realized like out of all the mindset and the healing work that I've done, this is like the bread and butter of staying sane, but also (laughs) as a business owner, as a mother, as a woman in general, but also for growing and expanding because in order for you to grow, I've realized that the most important thing is being able to maintain somewhat of a neutral state or be able to regulate your nervous system to handle something new or to bring in yeah. new energy. Um, so I love this stuff. I love, I'm going to message you after about Nicola mm. Lay. I'd love to know. And do you know, yeah. during pregnancy, it's probably been the hardest mm-hmm. thing to do. <laughs> or just just any sort of modality w- yeah. like work whether it be meditation mm-hmm. or just trying to regulate yourself or anything especially in the first trimester because I just feel like I well I, I felt like I had no control over being able to do it because I just felt no. so unwell mm-hmm. so and I had the worst anxiety I've probably had in my whole life Mm -hmm. because of my previous miscarriage and like that unknown, but Mm -hmm. then not being able to meditate, not being able to do breath work, not even being able to go for walks yeah, because I just felt so sick. And then the anxiety was just peaking. So that's when I would see my therapist and she was just incredible. She just brought me back. She was like, you're fine. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, why didn't, why did I wait so long to come see you? Yeah, you got to tap into whatever you have, like and have having those yeah. different tools for different seasons of your life. You mm. just le- literally could have put me in a rubbish bin in the first trimester as well. I was going <laughs> forward to, and I could not, there was no way you could make me meditate. I just had to just be a, a blob. As <laughs> long, I don't think you remember like me messaging you as well. I can't like, can't yeah. believe how bad that was. I was not expecting that, but. That's, That's really why I really thought it was a girl. <laughs> yes. So I oh know we did. We did think it was a girl. No. Everyone's very excited. They love they everyone giggles when they hear I'm having a third boy. <laughs> this is gonna be lots of fun. But no, I love that. So breath work. Um therapist. Uh, like when you can't connect with your body, if you can't be still, if you can't meditate, you know, talking to someone yeah. is gonna be key as well. Yeah, love that. Yeah. Then in my second trimester, not even in my second trimester, sometime in my first trimester, I got myself a coach. And I knew I wanted it. Like every year I get myself a coach during 
the winter months because mm-hmm. I feel like they are really hard for me. Like I yeah. just, I'm just not a winter person. My motivation is low and I know that I need that accountability and extra push during that time of year. Mm-hmm. So I got myself a coach from July to September and it was yes. amazing just just to have someone. What kind of a coach? Was it like a business coach, mindset coach, life coach? She's both. Yeah. She's Beautiful. business and mindset. So we worked a lot on money mindset, but then also worked on um, like some content that I was working on mm-hmm. and not so much that she was helping me do it, but she was like, yeah, you know what you're doing. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Sometimes you just need that reassurance, especially if you're all like alone all day, every day in your business, yeah. you need, you need that person. Um, so that was, that was very, very helpful. Um and I I know that post pregnancy I'll have all the intentions to do all of these things. But again, I feel like I'll be very hormonal, very sleep deprived, and yes. it'll be hard to do all of those things that I know make me feel good. Yeah. You know what, like that actually brings up a really great um thought that just came into my mind. We hire coaches when we're not feeling the best, perhaps postpartum is when we need to look at hiring some someone in our space and our energy to help us stay accountable to looking after ourselves because yes you are the last you will be the last priority for yourself um especially during the first few months both just because physically like time will just not allow and you're learning a lot like you haven't got the hang of things you're learning a lot and every child is different so I don't think I'm just gonna like click my fingers and remember it. I don't think it'll be like riding a bike. I think every single baby is different and learning to like work with their energy, work with their sleep cycles, breastfeed, no breastfeed, you know, even what bottle they're going to take, all of the things is a whole learning experience. It takes a lot from you. So it would be great to think about actually working with someone or having someone even be with you during such a crazy and what can also feel like such a learning time. I know a few friends that, well, they're friends now, but they were my clients. One specifically who's a doula, for example, in Adelaide, who has done a lot of the mindset um, and the coaching work as, as well. I think she may have even done some NLP, not for the purpose of coaching, but it's great to have someone with a great mindset and energy come into your yeah. space and look at the purpose of a doula is to look after you while you look after baby. You know, she makes the most amazing soups and, and broths and can cook you breakfast and uh, like fold your sheet, all the little, little things and just having someone in your energy. But then sounds also amazing. perhaps, sounds amazing. <laughs> so for some women, that's like literally something to think about if you don't have family and sometimes family is not even who you want like support from you just want someone to be there for you and that's it you know not someone else that you have to look after or take care of or tell how you would like things done with your baby but also maybe a coach like it might not be weekly check-in sessions but some form of coaching or accountability to still make a little bit of space and time for yourself at the beginning so you don't completely lose that habit and those mindset habits um, yeah. and the breath work and all the things. I feel like you definitely need someone to facilitate that for you <laughs> right, to stay awake for sure. Oh, yeah. so good. Yeah, just something to think about. 
Um, I love that and I love this conversation. I'm so excited for the season for you. I'm so excited to to watch what that's going to bring you. Also, like having supportive social, whether it's, you know, friends like me and Ella are in different states, but having those women around you to support you, to reach out to is also really, really important. Having like women that get you, get that you're in business that you could just, you know, flick a message even in the middle of the night when you're breastfeeding if you're feeling down and someone that you can just tell, like, and yeah. have hold space for you, I think would be really nice. I would love to be that for you when you have bubs, like. Yeah, before, I'm sure we'll do lots things. of late night, late yeah. night text messaging. We'll be, yeah. on Inst- we'll, be, I, we'll be on Instagram and we'll see that we're both active at 4am in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. There's so many people. That I yeah. know at the moment that are pregnant. It's nuts. Yes. We'll all be it's pregnant. actually insane. We'll all be active honestly, on Instagram. Literally. It will all create a brand new algorithm. <laughs> and that's not a very healthy tip, by the way, to like blue light and stuff. Well, like in the middle of the night is not great, but it was the only thing that actually kept me awake to feed. I'd always bring up my phone. So I was consuming a lot of social media when I would yeah. breastfeed Um only because if I didn't, I would just literally fall asleep on my baby, like halfway yeah. through, sitting up yeah. or something. So I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Know. Yes, go for it. So postpartum, what are your essentials that I need? Okay. Is this when like- I'm breastfeeding? When I'm when I'm not being able to work, what are the essential things that I need? Okay. So are these like things that you feel like you, do I need to buy them from like a store or like, yeah. okay. Things that you need to buy from both because there's a lot, (laughs) but I'm going to also say that having two kids now and doing a bit of a clear out and being just more mindful with what you actually need. Yeah. is different. So first of all, like one thing that comes to mind, if you're planning on breastfeeding, I wouldn't recommend getting a breast pump right away unless you have one already um, because you might not need to breastfeed. And one thing that I – breast pump, sorry, pump at all. One thing that I learned, um, I learned this from midwife Kath who's been like – she's quite a famous midwife and I actually did a session with her in the midst of a breakdown (laughs) in those early few weeks. I just booked it in. It was like literally $300 for one hour. Um, But she's a celebrity midwife, so you you do what you got to do. I read her whole book. It was the first six weeks. And I one thing that really stuck with me. What's her book? I'm writing this um, The first six weeks, I believe it's called by Midwife Kat. She was famous. I think she got she was kind of made famous by being Beck Judd's midwife. So mm-hmm. I think Beck Judd has like four babies, four or five, four yeah. or five kids or something. Um, and she swore like her help um, and her advice was everything. So one of the things that I remember her saying is unless you have problem with milk supply or unless you have issues with feeding baby, that a lot of women are using breast pumps unnecessarily. And a lot of the time you're actually producing way more milk than you need, which can cause mastitis and overproduction of milk supply because your baby's actually going to create the exact right amount of flow that it needs. And so unless in those next few weeks when you're doing all your checkups that your baby, you know, the midwife say, oh, look, they're a bit underweight or perhaps your milk supply 
you probably don't need to spend because they're expensive. They're a good couple mm-hmm. hundred bucks for the good ones. You want to get a good one because the cheaper ones are shit. Do not <laughs> buy them. You don't want shitty things like draining your titties. So <laughs> just get good ones. But it's probably something that I wouldn't bother getting until you have the baby and you actually have a need to breast pump, pump your breasts. So it's something we see on social media. I feel like a lot like women pumping. You don't need to pump. Your body knows exactly what it's doing. Um, and midwives will help you if you have an excess amount of milk, like how to just draw the milk out of your breast gently with your hands. Also, I think the haka is just like a really good thing for that. It just I got one. milk. Yeah. So they're great. Not quite a breast pump. So that's one thing that I say probably more in the do not need list. Um, what do you need? You need a good breastfeeding pillow. Like that's oh. one thing that I would get because pillows and trying to adjust them in the middle of the night, getting them perfect. They're not going to fit nicely. I, I actually really like the really simple ones that just wrap around your body, like literally like Which a little half donut. You find a little half donut ones. I had a Target one and it was better yeah. than I got gifted like a Target and I got gifted this cool like trendy social media brand one. I went back to my Target one for both kids. I washed it and everything because it was just Let's have a look. really simple. But half donut shape, I would definitely get a breastfeeding pillow if you want to do that. Um, because yeah. pillows around you is not going to be comfortable. What else? What else? There are so many things. Like it depends on like the category. I guess for making life easier for you, definitely like a, a sanitizer for bottles if you are going to mix feed as well. But this is all in the feeding category. Um, you don't want to be boiling hot water and then yeah washing your bottles and that it's just a lot but then for a lot of women like for me one thing that I learned was my kids were never going to take the bottle until they were seven eight months once they got the hang of breastfeeding they did not want to know mixed feeding at all they weren't interested so my tip would be like follow your baby and like follow what your baby wants to do and don't get too anxious about it um And also like my biggest thing that I would change now is the less you resist and try to force too much routine and too much structure and have this like really fixed idea of what you want life to look like with your bubs in terms of like, you know, how much they sleep through the night and how little they're sleeping in the day, all of those things. Just try your best to bring, like you said, that beautiful, like regulated, calm state in your relationship with baby. Things will get better over time. I wouldn't bother with sleep schedules early on, sleep anything, like any gadgets out there that tell you they're going to put your baby to sleep. They won't. Your baby's just learning to regulate and it needs you to say, so baby's actually what I've learned. Like this is more like psychological. They co-regulate with you. They don't regulate on their own. You can't teach them to regulate themselves and put themselves to sleep, which is, again, I sleep train both my kids. It's something that I, I'm not going to say regret, but really have learned from. And I don't judge women that do follow some sleep training guide. But for me personally, it can give you a lot of anxiety, especially in those first few months to expect your baby to just roll over and go to sleep on its own. Some babies will, some babies will literally just want to sleep on you 24 seven. The more you can like just accept that and like 
try to learn to love it and appreciate that it's a season, it's not forever, the easier it will be for you. They're kind of like my biggest tips. So don't waste your money on anything that says that has like a funky lid, music, some like vapor shit coming out of it with white noise that tells you it's going to put your baby to sleep. I use white noise for my kids and I I probably will again. I feel like it did somewhat help. Like, yeah, it sounds like your bait, the, the tummy, like it brings you yeah. back. I think for the first three months, got one of you those. don't know. Yeah, that's fine. But don't spend hundreds of dollars on on tools that promise to make your baby go to yeah. sleep. Yeah, and we've got this beautiful nightlight because if I'm going to be doing late night feeds, we've got this really nice nightlight. Yes. Yeah. But then it also plays music. White noise. Yeah. White noise. Yeah. Heartbeat. All yeah. that sort of stuff. And all it's portable things. too. So you yeah. like, can put it in another room, can put it in the pram, can, yeah. Yeah. There's other, things like, too. there's other things like rockers that attach to like a pram and rock your pram for you. Oh. <laughs> I just don't know. I'm like, I don't know how many of these things you can have. But like, yeah. honestly, the, the best thing that you can do is what you said before is learn to calm yourself and learn to be calm yourself throughout those first few weeks. That's what's going to help your baby stay regulated and calm and go to sleep more than anything else. So if you're anxious all of the time, if you're anxious about like, oh, they're not sleeping, they're not, they don't want to lie down, they don't want to self-soothe, they don't, then they're going to feel more anxious and respond to that energy and that frequency even more. There was yeah. one thing that just popped into my head. There was one other thing that I'm going to do this time and I've lost it that I'm really, oh, if you are like if you are more anxious on the anxious side with bugs, um, there are really cool. I'm gonna try the owlet this time. The little socks that you pop on the baby on the baby's foot, but they basically mm. connect to your phone, and throughout the night they will alert you if there are any oxygen um, issues with the baby. So oxygen. I had mixed rate. reviews. I had mixed reviews about the owlet. Okay. Some we'll great reviews and then other reviews were that it would just go off and if you are really anxious. <gasps> that could be worse. It, yeah. Exactly. Heightens. Exactly. Right. So, so I've heard mixed. Interesting. So I've already heard. Exactly. There may be other brands to try. I feel like for me, the it, I wasn't super anxious, but I constantly had interrupted sleep when my baby did start sleeping through the night when the boys did or like sleeping longer, I was still waking up and going, are you okay? And then waking up. Are you alive? Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, that would be really great. Uh, but also yeah. if they ever catch, I think with COVID or with any viruses, we do have a bit of anxiety. Babies can catch viruses, especially like RSV, which just did a first aid course. That's one thing I would recommend. Tiny Hearts was amazing. I'm sure mm. there are other ones and they do do them all around Australia. I don't know if you've heard of Tiny Hearts. They're great. Um, I really enjoyed learning CPR for babies, but also viruses can cause respiratory issues. And sometimes moms just don't know, is my baby breathing okay? Is my baby not? Something like an outlet sock or some form of technology like that, aside from like you visually learning how your baby breathes normal and doesn't, can really help as well determine, do I bring them to hospital, don't I? So I feel like if you can just know what their oxygen levels are like, it's, I feel like that would be really great for me because even when they were awake, it was really hard for me sometimes in those early days, especially Thomas being second boy, Xavier bringing home viruses. I had a lot of anxiety around, oh, my God, is he okay? Is he not? Like at six weeks, 
And at one point he wasn't. He had RSV and we actually had to go to hospital and he had to be given oxygen. But that was purely from instinct, not from anything I could visually see. I was just like, no, I feel like he's struggling and I feel like he's a little Mm -hmm. bit tired. Um, Lucky I went because when they tested his oxygen, it wasn't great. So, I mean, I have an oximeter for myself. Yeah. um, Just because when I was in my first trimester and I had COVID, my mum was like, you need to be checking this every day because yeah. um, she so. was really she was really stressed mm-hmm. um, about my oxygen levels. And there were days where it was like so, so borderline. She, I'd send it to her because she's a doctor. She'd be like, go outside, take some deep breaths and check it again. <laughs> yeah. So oxygen is really mm-hmm. important. So if you yeah. are someone that's worried about, yeah, like respiratory in the days of COVID, um, or feel like you're struggling to see something to look up. But then again, Ella does bring up a really great point. You know, babies do move. They can go off. And you have to, if you feel like that's going to make things worse, then know that perhaps when it goes off, it doesn't always mean alarm bells, that you just need to check, make sure it's on properly. And that could be a really, but that's something I really want to try this time and invest in. But yeah. otherwise, keep it minimal. Like you probably need less than you think. I know that. Yeah. I mean, we have a really small space anyway, so everything that Mm -hmm. we've bought is, like, essential Yeah, because we don't have, like, we live in a two-bedroom apartment where her nursery is also half Bart's office Yeah, and it just has to be that way. Like, we don't, you know, people in Europe have less space and they make it work, so. Exactly. And consumerism, on the topic of Instagram, as soon as you have a baby, as soon as you, like, say baby around your phone, as soon as you you are going to be fed with so many, like, unnecessary things that you feel like you need to buy, but I promise you, you probably don't. So be super intentional. Stay aligned with your financial goals. Wait till you have bubs. You're literally still, if if you've got a partner, especially someone around the house, you'll be able to buy it once the baby you don't need everything beforehand and see how yeah. you go yeah i hope yeah. that was helpful yeah i'm definitely looking at this breastfeeding pillow now yeah yeah have a look said so you can oh. DM it to me or something and i'll let you know if it was the one that i was thinking about but yeah, cool that was so fun i feel like we talked about a really nice mixed bag of all things motherhood instagram <laughs> planning yeah. for maternity leave um and all the things i hope you guys enjoyed this episode if you loved Ella's energy, if you want to know more about what she does in this space that is Instagram or are looking for an amazing social media manager if you're in business, um, highly recommend. And also her team could potentially look after you if you're planning on maternity leave. Like that could be yeah. another option. Sometimes it's not oh, your own team. I have so it's many like, pregnant clients. Right. Okay. Yeah. This is where We're you doing go. that. and it's so nice to work with someone that understands you as well like you know Mm. like when I work with Chelsea and she's holding bubs like and she's got another little boy as well it makes you feel understood as a mom as well when you work with other mothers and business it's really really nice yeah but that was so much fun loved having you on we'll absolutely have you back ASAP sometime very soon maybe next yeah. time we'll have you on with a baby yeah <laughs> a crying baby well hopefully not crying too much but you know she's gonna be a calm baby. baby and manifesting a chiller. <laughs> <laughs> I love that thank you so much for listening in and I'll catch you guys in the next episode bye
Brad, before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goffs and tag your girlfriends because you know that friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode.